hope you're well. It's Sunday. It's around 10 a.m. and my my crew is still very sleepy and slow this morning. Um, I wanted to to sneak this in because uh, I know it's been a bit, and I am really excited to share with you what I've been working on. It has been a strange couple of weeks. I've had some challenges, I feel like, in every area of my life, and it's really been helping me to focus on recovery and what's kind of, you know, getting me through this time of transition. And, you know, not surprisingly, it's there's been a lot of knitting. Knitting is my comfort. Um, it really helps me stay calm and gives me something to do with that anxious energy. And so I've really just been in the zone uh, with knitting. Uh, but lately, this past week or so, it has jumped straight into the heart of summer. I mean, we're talking 90 plus, tons of humidity. And I don't know if you've read about it, but we have a once every 17 year infestation of cicadas. So there's always cicadas in the summer. I kind of associate their hum with uh, the summertime buzz of air conditioners and lawnmowers and, you know, the smell of freesia and sunscreen, as well as that just like thrumming noise that cicadas make. (laughs) So I guess what I'm trying to say is summer's here. It's knocking on the door and it's bursting into my house because my air's not working. And so it's super hot. And it has me thinking about all kinds of things, you know, at last Last time I was talking about how this is a time of transition, and that's certainly true. My kids are still in school, online school, but I am really in my summer mode in terms of work. And so that has got me thinking about seasonal shifts and how we handle them as a family and how they connect to the rhythm of alcoholism, which has its own cycle. In terms of my making, the thing that I always do, and I I, I always knit a summer shawl. I always knit a, a, a fingering weight shawl in the summertime. Usually it's fingering weight. And I got this from Elizabeth Zimmerman's Knitting Almanac. I think it's month June or July where she, she talks about traveling and knitting projects. And I love the Knitting Almanac. If you haven't read it, it's really... I almost say like read it like a book rather than a knitting pattern. Um, It took me a really long time in my knitting progress to feel like I could knit an Elizabeth Zimmerman pattern. Her patterns are challenging. They are, I know many, many, many people have talked about this, but they're kind of like recipes and they're recipes with like the Great British Bake Off edition where they don't give you the specifics. You know how this con- the contestants are trying to like figure out how to make something from like a list of ingredients but not necessarily um, instructions? That's, that's like an Elizabeth Zimmerman pattern. And it used to really, I don't know, really used to throw me for a loop. I, it frustrated me because I just couldn't grasp it. And that unlike the program, it really just required time and, you know, making sure that I trusted myself, that I was okay with making mistakes and that I was really focusing more on the process than the product. And I just didn't get it. Like I was either working with Rowan patterns, which were so specific. And by the way, nowhere near what I could fit into. (laughs) I was at the very tail end of their size range. Didn't understand that either. So that led to a lot of 
knitting fails. And then I was also um, trying to like jump into knit, like Elizabeth Zimmerman patterns, which were like super complicated, way too hard. But one of the things that I heard or read when I read this book, which I really loved her style, I just thought she was like this kind of funny, cranky writer and talking about knitting. And, you know, if you read any of her works, it, she's just sort of got a unique perspective. I'm not sure I would like her, to be honest with you. It's a very unique perspective. And I sometimes wonder um, if, you know, what I, I'm sure I would like her. I guess what I'm trying to say is that she comes from a background that's so different from mine um, in terms of class. And I would imagine that for others, you know, it's race or her perspective is just limited in a way that always makes me slightly nervous if I'm wondering if I'm the the audience, if I'm included in the address to to her audience. Um, But she, anyway, regardless of that, if I set that aside, it's really, her voice is really unique and it's fun to listen to her describe her life, which is, you know, about, she calls her husband the old man. She's always like knitting with him in fishing boats or on fishing trips in like the rural North Midwest. I want to say Minnesota. I might be wrong about that. But they have this kind of old farmhouse and cranky cats. And she's got this cranky husband. And, you know, as, as somebody who was like, either single when I first started knitting or later with my husband who was certainly cranky, uh, but not about fishing. <laughs> it just didn't really resonate too much with me, but I kind of loved that. And that's partly what drew me to Elizabeth So why I'm rambling about this is that in one of her books, Knitting Almanac, which is a pattern a month pattern book, like mittens and Christmas ornaments and sweaters each a month, she's a very prolific knitter. <laughs> um, in one of them, she says that the perfect summer project is a shawl. And I just, I don't know why that resonated with me. You know, her point was that you could pack it up really easily and take it with you, that it grows across the season. So in the hottest months, it's very small. So you don't have some huge wool sweater on your lap. You just have this tiny fingering weight shawl yarn and project that is manageable. Now, of course, at the end of the summer, you have a much larger uh, project to work on. But her point was that it would that you would be taking this on a European vacation every summer, because of course, that's what she did. And that, you know, this would solve your packing problems, because by the time it was cooler, you would have this like lap shawl knitting project to keep you warm. So you wouldn't have to do an extra project. So I took this advice to heart and started knitting fingering weight shawls every summer. And it's become kind of a tradition of sorts. It's a way that grounds me in this seasonal shift. As I said before, I think I I teach. And so the summer has a different vibe than the rest of the the year for me. It's a, a, like for many of us, my work slows down in some ways but it also intensifies in other ways. So I perform a lot of the research of my job during the summer, the research and the writing. So I focus on the more isolated aspects of the job than say teaching or service in the university. And transitions are always hard for me um, that even if I'm you know, happy in either state, the sort of in-between just freaks me out usually. 
And so I think having this sort of sense of this is what I do every summer as I knit a shawl just gave me some comfort. So I usually give these away. I don't have that many shawls. And, you know, last summer I was working on a simple wrap by Pearl Soho in the linen quill yarn that is now so, so popular. Um, it's gorgeous yarn. Like I gave that shawl or that wrap to my friend for a holiday present this year. And so anyway, I'm rambling a bit about this, but it just gives me a lot of comfort. I've been thinking about what will be this summer shawl. And just as it happens, two very complicated projects, one, a fingering lace cardigan, um, finished up. I finished that. And the other was a sock, a cable sock pattern. I think I've been talking about both of these for a very long time. Both are epic knits. They both finished up in the same week and they both look really great. I'm really proud of them. The cardigan is so awesome. I'm so glad I did it. Um, it's been on my queue forever. I've had these stash yarn forever. It really sort of reminded me to not in this, in this heightened moment when I'm feeling really kind of uncomfortable, why don't I just turn to a decision I've already made <laughs> and knit that project? So one of the decisions I've already made was I'm obsessed and have been for years with a brioche three-color shawl by Knit Graffiti. And it's called, I think, Coffee at the Grand. It's really beautiful. It's like a purple, a pink, and a yellow yarn. And the purple, actually, I think hers might even be black. But I just decided to dig around in my rubbermaid container of yarn find some fingering weight colors of yarn um, that match or sort of look close enough to hers so I didn't even have to think too too much about the color choices and to just give this you know now that all the choices are made I can just hook into the more complex knitting of it and I spent last weekend um, just trying to figure out the cast on for it and really teaching myself, reteaching myself brioche, which if you haven't knit brioche before, it's this incredibly springy, it's almost like double knitting where you're only working half the stitches each row. And so it creates this really like springy yarn, um, uh, knitted fabric and so if you haven't knit it before, it's totally fun. And I'm sure you've seen it because I'm kind of late to the brioche bandwagon. I feel like it really had its moment two years ago. Um, and I know everybody now is working on mosaic knitting. I realize I'm behind the times. I'm way out of fashion with my choice this summer. But who cares? It's making me so happy. Okay. And if you haven't knit brioche before, the... The abbreviations are BRK and BRP, which is a brioche knit stitch and a brioche pearl st stitch, which everyone calls a brioche, and I think it's a, a bark and a burp, which, again, juvenile humor, but it's totally making me laugh. And since I've been hanging out with my preteens for nonstop for a year, maybe it's making me laugh a little bit more than I should be, but it is. So anyway, to say that I'm really loving this project, and it is hinged in some ways to the ups and downs of recovery for me. So as I said last weekend, I really spent a lot of time doing the complex setup work that goes into starting a shawl. Like I found the yarn and I, as I said, I just kept having to cast on and reteach myself this method of knitting. 
and it was across 97 stitches. So I just, I think I ripped it out three different times to make sure that I got the pattern started correctly. And it was beginning with the dark purple yarn, which also meant that I couldn't really read my knitting very clearly. Do you know, it reminded me of when I start a lace project where you can't quite see the pattern yet. And so you're really knitting um, on faith <laughs> that everything's where it should be. And of course, I finally figured out what I needed to do with stitch markers, which made that so much easier. But I was really able to cast on and get the project started. And the reason I was able to do that is that I finally had some help. My ex, my husband, who I love very much and who struggles with addiction, was having a really great two weeks of sobriety. It felt like he was back. You know that feeling when you really are talking to the person that you love and you're not talking through a fog of alcohol? Or worse, a fog of alcohol withdrawal, which can, in my instance, turn this loving person kind of mean and edgy. I had the gift of his sobriety, and he was having such a great weekend with the kids, and the kids were having such a great weekend with him, and he was actually helping with some tasks around the house. It just was, it was lovely and peaceful and happy, and it gave me the creative space to cast on this project. So there's a lot of happiness embedded in this project in the start. And then, of course, with alcoholism, which is a baffling, cunning disease, also one that's progressive, um, these periods of time get shorter and shorter. And he did not have a great week this week, and this weekend did not have the same happy vibes when he came to visit the kids as last weekend did, and... It just was kind of a mess and back to, to a, a sad normal. And I'm grateful for the weekend that we had. And I am also hopeful that we'll have more of them in the future, especially if I can practice the tools of recovery and accept what I can't control and really keep the focus on me and what I can do to make myself feel better in these moments. And also, of course, model that for my kids. And the good news is that whereas this cycle would have really ruined us, I think this time last year, for at least a month, I think the emotional wake of it would have really been too hard to, to function. It hasn't done that this time. Um, I've managed to regroup, reset some boundaries, and I'm having a really nice Sunday so far. And I'm looking forward to returning to my shawl today when I have a little bit of knitting time later after all the chores are done. And I'm hoping that that happiness that I was able to embed into the fabric last weekend and get it off to the right start um, will continue as I as sail into this summer and the season of change. Right now I'm in the, so it's a um, brioche lace pattern. So it has some increases and decreases like right off the bat. So, but it's really beautiful and it kind of lends it the scalloping. And then the next section is a three colored moss stitch. And that's where I'm at right now. I have to do, I think, a 12 pattern, 12 row pattern, repeat three times. I'm in the first, almost done with the first pattern. And so I'm off to the races and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that eventually this project is going to, as it grows, as Elizabeth Zimmerman says, as I'm imagining myself like her swanning around my summer, it'll grow and keep me comfort across uh, the next few months. I've also cast on an incredibly fun 
pair of shorty socks and compared to how long it took me to knit the epic cable socks I feel like I'm almost done with these shorty socks it's been seven days or maybe eight days and I'm almost there I have to find um the right color I ran out of yarn for the cuff and heel and toe for for the socks so I have to find a substitute but I think I'll be able to do it and they should be done as soon as I am able to, to source that. So yeah, I guess it's just, um, a good reminder about the pacing of summer, how it's different, how it shifts and how my projects can allow me to enjoy that rather than just hunker down into a pool of anxiety, <laughs> which is what I always used to do anytime there was change on the horizon. So I'll end there. I hope wherever you are that you're enjoying this shift in the season and I'm sending you good thoughts as you sail off into summer. 